0: Hello everybody and welcome to the second episode of Sequelizers, the show all about fixing bad sequels to good movies. If there's a good movie that was followed by a terrible sequel, we're going to try and fix it. I'm your host, Jack Chambers, and joining me are the two teams of titular Sequelizers. Our first team is once again comprised of Mr. Stuart Ashen. Hello. And Alec Plowman. Hello. And our second team, Mr. Matthew Stogden. Hello. And Tom Martin. Hello. As I mentioned... At the end of episode one, we're going to be doing another follow-up to an absolute classic. An 80s classic instead of a 70s classic this time. We're going to be tackling Robocop 2. And as again with the first episode, why don't we kind of briefly touch on why Robocop 2 didn't work as a sequel to the original. Lots of reasons. There are are many reasons. (laughs) In a way, it's similar to Jaws 2 that it very much retreads a lot of the themes and things of the first one. That seems to be a big problem with sequels. Across the board, whether you're talking films, books, video games, you get this kind of thing where you very much too much retread the first. Give them what they want again. Exactly, with with
1: a slightly higher budget or something like that. At the same time, the tonal shift this time was really because I think it's almost like imitation Mm. satire, and what you end up with is just weird, quirky humour that doesn't really make sense. It looks and feels brighter, despite being just as violent and gory and horrific. It's like, this is trying to say something, but... It looks like a a TV special. I don't, I don't. Lacks that Verhoven touch. Yeah,
2: having, right. having rewatched Starship Troopers uh, recently for another podcast, mm. um, it was uh, it was really clear that you know you can do dark and gritty without having it visually dark and gritty because you've got to have that subtext. And I think, much as I bloody love Erwin Kirshner because he directs the greatest film of all time, in my opinion, and The Empire Strikes Back, and one of the greatest sequels of all time, he kind of drops the ball on this one Very in actually, a big yeah. way. I
3: don't think you can lay the blame on Kirschner. No, place, oh, no, because uh, you know it, the... it's a weak script. Let's it uh, yeah. yeah. blame Miller because yeah. it's fashionable
1: to blame Frank Miller these days. Right. The
3: yeah. <laughs> but I think it's weirdly um, episodic. *Marvel mm. Cop 2. We were talking about the fact it's, that it, the way it ends, Jesus yeah. Christ!
4: Yeah. It's so episodic. Like it starts off, oh Murphy, problems with the family, eh? Or oh, how's that going to come together Oh, we've dealt with that now. Here's another bit. Mm. Oh, <laughs> Murphy, you've got all these crazy new directives. Hey, oh, we've dealt with that now. Another bit. Yeah. But it's, it, this isn't a series of comic books. This it is also feels film. like
1: someone hasn't watched the end of the last episode. Where yeah. this humanity's kind of restored. D- in fact yeah. he went, Hello. I was like, oh, I thought we passed
4: pass this. So it's, yeah. He said his name was Murphy at the end, not, I'm still Robocop. Dun, 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 dun.
1: dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> no, not yeah. that synchronous. It, <laughs> is that the new subtitle? I'm still Robocop. <laughs> yeah. It's the last line that I come up with the last line is, I think it's just like, it's Nice set shooting,
4: something. son. What's your name? Murphy. I don't know this. Second one, sorry. Oh sorry. oh God, God knows how that fits. I think that fits ends- a dance awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think the second one
1: ends basically with Spoilers, I guess. It, I mean, like, podcast? Don't do drugs, kid.
4: <laughs> kind of. I only saw it the other day. Well, like, yeah, basically
1: remember. speaking, um, you, everything's coming together and it's like, oh, OCP's on the run now, boys. We're going to have that little bit of a, a conclusion, a bit of closure. Nope. Gets yeah. in the car, drives off. And, and Louis says, this is ridiculous, or something like that. Oh, yeah. And We're,
0: then it's just, We're only human. <laughs>
1: We're only human. I was like, it's another day on the beat. And it's like, oh, shit, it's over. What? <laughs> 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 it's the epilogue? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like someone watched Die Hard and thought, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really understand you can't just put someone in a limo and drive away and that's the end of the film yeah. so yeah it's, it's a bit of a mess I mean there's some really mm. salvageable bits the yeah. um, animatronics are really nice again as they were before yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. the um, uh, well it does a great job again mm. I, I, I really uh... the sequences with the
4: failed Robocops yes absolutely fantastic yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we I remember, remember
3: laughing so I was almost sick the first time I saw it. <laughs> we did the same again, just describing them
1: to each other there when is. we were writing
3: this, without them having be there that memory yeah. was.
1: And so also the, the opening sequence as well, quite bold. Well, I said bold, where they're just a constant barrage of news reports of everything going to shit. It's like oh and yeah. this Justin and this Justin and this just, in, and this just in. so it comes off like it's oh this is going to be a great film and then well that's a very classic Frank Miller. Yeah, trope. Just,
0: just show it. Talk, talking about the Dark Knight Returns and yes, things like exactly. that. It's kind yeah. of Miller's thing as having loads of news reports happening and his kind of apocalyptic view on things. Is the news takes over mm. the world and they report on everything and that kind of thing. And it's be- Which is very see much odd. in sequels these days. Yeah. Especially and we, we see a yeah. lot like, in
2: obviously the Hover, in all of the Hovens' work. The, the sort of the original Robocop and Starship Troopers, that kind of mm. that kind of thing. So we yeah, yeah it, it don't... does sort of set you off for a fall, doesn't it? Because you're yeah. like, oh
1: great, this is like better oh, I mean, it's, just, it's it's just, it's the it Wolverine Origins thing where you show arguably what could be a really interesting story mm. in a montage. It's <laughs> so like, oh, yeah. just show me the crime. I don't need to hear about this <laughs> description of it. Alternatively, like, um, Snyder's version of uh, Dawn of the Dead where you get it in the title sequence and everything just sort of explained. You get sort of a, a setting of the world you're, you're mm. getting into. So, yeah, there are, there are some strong elements but ultimately again, like all these things I think we'll be discussing in the future, they're following something that's really good, really original, really interesting and they're just saying, uh, more of the same, I guess? What made the original really good? I don't know.
4: How how about they make another Robocop and this this one's bigger but he's evil? Is that Ed 2 and I?
1: (laughs) No, we've got Ed 2 and I stuck in a manhole in the first five minutes. It's clearly not that one. It's a different one. (laughs) Yeah, it's got an evil man's brain.
0: Oh, what what should we call him? Um, Oh, RoboCop 2. 2. Can I just point out, though,
3: the sequel being called RoboCop 2 and that also being the name of the main antagonist, (laughs) is, if it was a better film, this would be a stroke of genius. Because that in itself,
1: that self-referential kind of I would love if the people who made this film didn't realise that fact until they were watching the film. (laughs) Oh my God! (laughs) We're
0: genius!
3: (laughs) The character of RoboCop 2 is kind of a microcosm for the film, though. Because it's like we did all the things that we did for the first Robocop but we didn't put any of the character
2: in it. Oh God, it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Why why won't it kill kill itself?
1: Why is it killing us? At a meta level, Mm. it's um, It's kind of perfect. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's like they knew. And they also knew about the the bankruptcy of uh, Detroit. Detroit. It's it's one thing you go back and watch it and think, there's a lot of really interesting points that are relevant now. Then it was just sort of hyper-reality-future Pocket yeah. And yeah, but from, now it's like,
2: oh, that's a, little... a lot. That OCP, you know, by, is, is yeah, weirdly kind of prescient, isn't it? Mm.
0: An entire city filing for bankruptcy had basically never happened on American soil before, and then it really happened twenty-three years later after this film in two thousand thirteen, where Detroit, the city in this film, really <laughs> actually does it. It's, Woo, twenty-first century,
1: right? Yeah, it, it's
0: pretty crazy. Um, the one of the main problems I have with it is. Hop the character, oh of my god! The kid who's suddenly a drug crime lord for no reason. Yep. and yeah. is he ten or is he
1: fifteen? He's, he's calling everyone a motherfucker for no yeah. reason. Like,
0: he, he looks like he's really... twelve at the
4: oldest. It's yeah. Yeah. as hell. Yeah. It genuinely is. I get
1: the idea behind it, especially considering at the time the idea of young yuppies, you know, making all the money and like, oh, who do I deal with? And the mayor comes in. And it's this little kid. And I'm like, no, seriously, it's like, no, that's the person in charge of this company, which <laughs> is very much touched upon in like Mad Max and things exactly. like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, and having that kind of the post apocalyptic gang of kids taking over the city kind of thing, yeah. which happens a lot in this and all of the kids are terrible and have foul mouths and there's the whole nuke drug thing going around and then mm. kind of, but Hob just arbitrarily becomes the leader at one point yes. because because nobody else is there and he just yeah. says, yeah, I'm doing it. And everybody's like, yeah, listen to the 10-year-old kid for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You've all got guns. Yeah. yeah. And he's 10.
2: <laughs> yeah. Even in a hyper hyper real, hyper violent world, it just doesn't scan. And I think mm. that's so what's wrong with a lot of sequels is they lose the internal sense of logic mm. that the original had mm. uh, or strain it to it's the credulity of it. I think the other problem to come back to To Hob is the
3: cast of villains in this is really weak in general. Oh yeah, Kane even before he becomes RoboCop.
1: Because I love Tom Noonan, but what the fuck was he doing in this film? Yeah, Yeah. but just
4: hardly built up at all.
1: Yeah, he's addicted to his own drug. But he's not really addicted to it, so it can't be that bad. Because he's running an empire with it, and <laughs> he has got a great nose piercing. He right? does. Yeah, yeah. And Good nose ring. He's but always it, at he's the
0: He's like age. a
4: head of a cult, which is based around the drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of. But and I don't he's know, so soft spoken. We're going to just... go back to this
1: episodic thing about the directives instead. So we're not actually going to build up the characters mm. behind. Yeah. It. Yeah. See, I, I remember what, I was quite young when it all came out, but I remember there being a RoboCop TV series, and mm-hmm. kind of in my sort of um, flashbacks in my mind, the sequels two and three. I kind of must have amalgamated into episodes of the TV series. The first four <laughs> episodes yeah. of that season. It's and I like, yeah. oh, it just feels the same. And then you, one stands out as such this gritty, funny, mm. weird film, and then the sequels are just this very strange tale of Pain and Temptation. The third one is practically the pilot. Oh, the completely. TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Ooh.
3: time they go down the PG-13 route and everything, it is. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, the third one, man. Craig. They're
0: very much heading in that direction with this one in... The whole scene with Hob and Hob's death, and Robocop basically almost literally says, "Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it'll turn you into him." Yeah,
1: I won't leave you. It's like, well, you have to at some point. Yeah, you? exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you've got your, you're fighting crime right now, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a robot around, probably <laughs> who isn't you.
4: Yeah, the third one is really is like oh yeah, that's third. that's such- just that's probably
1: again continuing with a, a theme with these future podcasts is the idea that it's like this is where we can probably start to salvage something. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, we're not aiming for the worst of the sequels;
0: we're aiming for the first of the bad sequels. Yeah, yeah. this is the where we can, as you said, Matt, where you can fix the franchise at mm. its earliest point. Jaws two is much better than every other Jaws movie apart from the first one. Mm. Robocop 2 is probably better than Robocop 3 awesome. and the rest I, I don't the rest think but there's like any probably and this is going to be a theme throughout the show yes. probably And before, you, before it, listeners yeah. get annoyed and oh why aren't you fixing the really terrible ones because we want to fix the root of the problem yeah. it's like you? having a
2: time machine and going back in time and shooting Hitler
0: yeah, yeah, but then the Soviets rise up. Yeah. I played my friend lot to know that. <laughs> anyway,
1: are you already into your pitch? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so, so, yeah, well, the Soviets yes. rise up and create their own thing called Ivan Drago. Oh, damn, that's uh, the <laughs> You just, uh, you just went full off Frank Binner. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Can I just get out of the way and out of my head? Robocop's jetpack in the third one. Oh, it was always was made to fly.
0: No, he wasn't. He weighs 40 yeah.
4: fucking tons. He's never done yeah. it before. That would it has the most literal stint. robotic
0: movement you've
1: oh, ever seen God. in your
4: life. And <laughs> Otomo, the most lazy thing ever. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Japanese man. <laughs> wow, that's cheap. Well
0: done. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. oh. So out uh, of your mind. yeah, this, yeah. yeah. Shall we move on to team names. Yep. Oh, and, to uh, oh, yeah. Which one we do with that. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Should we move on to team names? Yep. And uh, the people formerly known as the street sharks. Street sharks! sharks. We're always street no, sharks,
1: sharks in our heart. In our, in our heart, yeah. Street, street sharks form street right? sharks. That's the benefit of uh, people who were in the room rather than who missed that little <laughs> yeah. action. Thing. So uh, Matt and Tom, what is your uh, r- we You're called the two? OCPs, which stands for ornery cinematic perfectionists. <laughs> 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 excellent, excellent. And the team, formerly known
0: as the Brody bunch, the Ultra Police. Nice, yeah. nice. That was that was.
4: There were two TV shows, weren't there? Yeah, the Ultra Police is the first animated so yeah, one. Yeah. That, that was it. Yes, with the, the range of action with the, the cap first, guns. Oh, my God, yes. And the enemy was Pudface Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> Is
3: that a character name? He's yeah. yeah. oh, so actually the main villain in wow. the series. Pudface, Pudface Morgan. Morgan. Spoilers, Pudface does not appear in our <laughs> oh. oh, get out. <laughs> I've secretly
4: written him in when you weren't looking.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Right. So, uh, the Ultra Police, since you hinted at your pitch, why don't you hit us with your elevator pitch to start for Cop 2? Certainly. We're calling it
4: Robocop 2, because I think that works.
0: Mm. Released again in 1990,
4: and our pitch is... Robocop tries to cope with his slowly returning humanity and his relationship with his family, whilst OCP cuts a deal that leads to an all-out war with the police and the people of Detroit... Fighting military robots. Oh, interesting,
1: interesting. stuff. Interesting Not, stuff. Interesting Not exactly stuff. the same. Good, okay, no, no, good, good, good. Okay, <clears throat> we've caused ours. Robocop Two. Electric. No, I'm getting yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Robocop Two. Robocop finds himself trapped in one of the worst overrun slums in Detroit, the Rats Nest. Uh, with limited charge, ammunition and no backup, he must carefully battle his way to the gang leader, the Rat King. Unable to assist Murphy, uh, sorry, unable to assist Murphy, Lewis launches an at- attack on OCP's executive. Ooh, mm. a little bit of dread in that, I like oh, it. Yeah, like interesting. It. And a character from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me mumbling and stuttering. <laughs> so,
0: Ultra Police, you've hinted at it with the elevator pitch. Let's dive in, shall we?
4: Certainly. For the director of Robocop two, we are sticking with Irvin Kershner. Interesting. Steve, who did of course do Robocop two. I think excellent director, I think given the right material, we can push Agreed. it in a slightly Agreed. darker direction. Like I'm a bit of it. That's the principle. Right. Robocop stroke Alex Murphy will, of course, be played by the musician Paul (laughs) (laughs) Weller. Robocop goes underground. Now, um, Peter Weller, of course, has to come back and do it, as he did in the original. Anne Lewis will be Nancy Ellen again. Uh, Ellen Murphy will be Angie Bolling. Notice, actually, that... uh, Murphy and Brody's wives have the same yeah, name. Yeah, I know it uh, uh, it's that
1: as well. Martha. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Jaws Robocop crossover. Yeah, they meet him and just go, why would you say that name?"
4: James Murphy, Robocop's son, will now be played by Johnny Galecki. Oh, oh, from yeah. um, Big Bang Theory and um, Bang Theory. Vacation right. yeah, and stuff. Oh. And, uh, yeah, uh, more Roseanne at the time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. a good show. Yeah. The old man is, of course, Dan O'Hurley returning, but a new character, the chief executive of AmberTech, a rival corporation mm. to OCP. Torn.
1: Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> yes! He
4: wants to redeem himself for the uh, Robocop
2: 3, which will never happen. No, no, I, I'm, I'm liking this. It I like a little a w- bit like Hammer Industries coming around <laughs> <laughs> there, so I'm. Maybe. Mm, no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You're wrong, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Tom.
4: <laughs> so, the themes we will be exploring are Murphy coming to terms with the fact that he is still human. And the corporation versus the people, which I think is ultimately the core of RoboCop. You guys, and you guys don't that. like, like corporations. Yeah. You can't yeah. get away from it in RoboCop. It's that, right. that's what it's all about. In, uh, Team
1: America, the corporations are all corporationing <laughs> up in their corporation towers. <laughs>
4: Goddamn corporations!
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, it was a shame that we'd done it in Jaws, but you can't avoid it in uh, RoboCop. Yeah, uh, no, I no, think that's, really that's Yeah. 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 So and in, in the, the next OCP, are the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, not sure that would read. Anyway, the synopsis. Five years on from the first film, omni-consumer products are in a bad place. Their public reputation was damaged by the actions of Dick Jones and an ongoing feud with the Detroit police over pay and conditions, and attempts to make a success to Robocop, their only public success in years, have all met with unequivocal failure. That's because we want to keep those scenes in. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. These failures are taking a massive toll on the company's finances, and the old man is worried that rival corporation AmberTech may make a takeover bid. AmberTech have been making money hand over fist after winning the military contract for combat robots that OCP failed to get with ED-209. OCP's big plan is still Delta City, which would effectively give them total control over the population of what is currently Detroit. Detroit itself is in a terrible state. Crime is even more rampant as there's not much left of the police. Half of them are on strike against the pay cuts imposed by OCP, and most of the rest are tasked with clearing out slum areas that are hives of gang activity and moving the people into detainment camps, supposedly to make the city safer. It's clear, however, that the areas are actually being targeted as OCP want them demolished to make way for Delta City. Robocop has become unpopular with the people, as he is the public face of the eviction squad. Although he seems to be slowly gaining back his memories and emotions, he is driven by Directive 2 to uphold the law, so has to comply with OCP's orders. However, he is having increasing difficulty carrying out his job, as Directive 2 is currently at odds with Directives 1 and 3. Upholding the eviction laws are not serving the public trust, and the mass evictions are effectively harming the innocent, leading to internal confusion (laughs) robocop's partner ann lewis is sticking by him and is worried about his emotional state with the help of sergeant reed she has been trying to track down murphy's family who have fallen off the grid they eventually find them living in one of the slum areas after o c p screwed them over with murphy's life insurance Lewis sets up a meeting, but it's incredibly awkward. Murphy is still not capable of feeling proper emotions and can't deal with it properly. His wife Ellen is unable to come to terms with how he has changed, and his now 15-year-old son James hates him, as he's the public face of OCP, the corporation that continues to destroy their lives. The chief executive of AmberTech meets with the old man, and they come to an agreement. For a 20% stake in Delta City... Ambitech will use rebadged military robots to quickly sweep out the remaining slum areas so construction can start almost immediately. Robocop and Lewis are assigned back to standard police duty. Ambitech send their urban pacification droids into the slums, supported by small flying drones. It's effectively a private army. The droids closely resemble the design of Kane from the official Robocop 2, incidentally. Mm. They are met with resistance and immediately kill the main agitators, which causes a skirmish as the slum dwellers fight back in fear. The amount of force used by the AmberTech robots is insane. They brutally murder anyone who appears hostile and flatten whole buildings with rockets. AmberTech have no control over their autonomous soldiers. Robocop and Lewis are alerted and see live news footage of the massacre. They realise it's the slum where Murphy's family live and speed over to save them. They find them in the rubble of a collapsed building. They pull James out with minor injuries, but Ellen is dead. Robocop is overcome with guilt due to feeling complicit in Ellen's death, which enables him to overcome his prime directives and regain some humanity. The old man cynically realises that OCP has a chance to get out of the deal with the other corporation and get good PR in the process. He goes to the police and asks for their help to overthrow Ambotech, offering to restore their full pay and benefits. The police say they don't have the firepower, but the old man offers up the entirety of OCP's prototype weaponry from their development labs. This includes several ED-209 robots and a massive minigun designed to attach to Robocop. A massive battle ensues as the police and the people fight together to overcome Ambitek's robots. The ED-209s are, of course, useless and stumble around <laughs> with their legs stuck in holes, etc. <laughs> but a combination of Robocop's cannon and experimental EMP weaponry allow the police to overcome the ambatech robots. Robocop personally arrests the ambatech CEO in front of a crowd of news reporters as the old man decries him, which is a huge PRQ uh, coup for OCP, but also redeems Robocop in the eyes of the public. Murphy's son forgives him as he now understands he was controlled by his prime directives. We end with the old man and Johnson back in the boardroom. OCP has won outright. The space for Delta City has been cleared by the collateral damage from the battle, the public opinion of the company is improved, and the deal with AmberTech is nullified as the massacre was a breach of contract – which leaves, way for open, oh, leaves the way open for OCP to sue them for even more money. And, of course, they still have control of Robocop, although they don't realise that his prime directives have been overcome, which potentially allow him to act against the company in the future.
1: Mm. Ooh. Ooh, just very interesting.
4: Very
0: nice. The opposite of your jaws, too, yeah. leaving it open for more sequels yeah. there, very much exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, Robocop
4: basically yeah, yeah, cool. basically want to try and stop. Uh, Peter Willard doing naked lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: think there's a lot of positioning we'll. with those, a lot of our fixed <laughs> things. So over to so, you,
2: the OCP. Yes, yeah, so we're going to do the mm. uh, we're going to do our uh, little sort of technical readout as such. So we're we're keeping uh, RoboCop two as we're calling it uh, in 1990, so three years after the original. Uh, so for director, we've gone for Joel Schumacher.
1: Wait. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wait. Okay. okay. Because we're about to blow your minds. Yeah.
2: Maybe. Maybe. So, basically, he's just done, at this point, sort of The Lost Boys and Flatliners, and he's gonna
1: go on to do Falling Down, and you, you've got some other stuff. I do have that if This is the point. Joel Schumacher, everyone's gonna say, oh, Batman Robin! No. Yeah. Before Batman Robin, before and forever, Joel Schumacher, decent director, arguably. People still say that, don't like me. Lost Boys, decent film. Flatliners, decent dark film. Falling Down I love and a man who's completely lost it and just gone mental and obviously our plot we'll see later I feel he's a really solid director to bring a very interesting new darkness to this thing and keep the satire because I think the scene in Falling Down I haven't seen it of um, Michael Douglas' character in the McDonald's-esque chain Mm. restaurant and again it's very funny but really really serious and it has a little message for everybody Mm. which is kind of like in the corporate America everything is just like selling you shit and you're buying it um, and again being we'll talk about down low, but the idea is that I think Joel Schumacher is a solid choice but you have to get past Joel Schumacher of the later days and remember this is the 1990 Joel man Schumacher, Joel Schumacher. Mm. so <clears throat> going back to
2: so we're not entirely inserting this basically what Matt's trying to say yes um, so returning cast similarly Peter <laughs> Weller as Robocop Nancy uh, Allen as Lewis and uh, Daniel o- okay. o- Hurley as the Hurley as the old man um we, we have some new casts we, We're casting Wesley Snipes As Kane Ooh, So okay. So yeah. um, This is uh, Sort of He's done King, uh, King of New York And he's going on to do Sort of New Jack City And Demolition Man So very much that kind of Demolition Man-esque kind That's of, on a
1: peak Because uh, uh, really Snipes' thing is early 90s yeah. That's his golden period And this is just before He gets discovered And starts doing a lot of projects And we think he'd be A really good personality Run Tom Noonan's Hi oh. As
2: before, <laughs> I've got sort of two options for DOP, because, you know, I like yeah. DOPs. Um, our initial suggestion was, uh, Jan de DeBont, who obviously most people know as the director of Speed, but he is actually, or was, uh, before that, uh, a DOP, uh, of his own, in his own right. Uh, and he had shot Die Hard and the Humphrey Red October. Uh, and uh, went on after this point to shoot lethal weapon three so he's a pretty solid action sort of dop um my sort of slightly more left field choice which um, i was thinking about today uh, as another alternative which i would love to see um would be jordan cronenworth who uh was the dop of blade runner so having that kind of very dark uh futuristic kind of anamorphic <laughs> Beautiful sort of cinematography from Blade Runner That sort of thing being brought into the Ah,
1: uh, oh, motherfucker Yeah, quite artistic kind of <laughs> oh, Key point Yes Key yeah. point Yeah, the next point point. One of the key things we haven't mentioned about why Robocop 2 doesn't work Is because the score is pants mm. It is Basil yeah. Poldorus needs to come back and score this movie yeah, with the themes we all know and love.
2: Definitely, because, we, I mean, again, going back to we were, we were watching Starship Troopers uh, the other day, and, like, the score for that, you forget, it's just glorious. Like, the score is, uh, you know, aside from the subtext of, you know, it's quite the sort of military pomp and circumstance kind of uh, with the setup. it's a great, great yeah. piece of music, really kind of, you know. So having him back, similar to, you know, having... Uh, so John Williams do a bad job last time would be would be key. Yeah. So that's
4: kind of our uh, that's kind of our thing. Is the RoboCop theme in RoboCop 2 at all? Yeah, I don't think it's in No. No. They brought it back to the third
2: one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but it just it just seems weird to
1: not have yeah, it really. in it. It's, it's not just nothing nice. You're yeah. 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 Absolutely right. Definitely. So Our synopsis, if you're all sitting comfortably. Robocop 2. Our story opens in 2047, a few years after the events of Robocop. Despite Murphy's work and a few OCP upgrades, he's still only one man, and crime is running rampant in Detroit. Numerous attempts to replicate the Robocop experiment have all failed disastrously, costing OCP a fortune. To create a solid source of revenue, OCP tricks the mayor to file for bankruptcy so they can privatize the city and rebuild it from the ground up. You'll notice so that's all pretty much just Robocop 2. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, falling unrest in the rat's nest, a section of the city so overrun that the police won't go there, Robocop answers the dispatch but quickly finds himself trapped and surrounded. So, uh, the entire perimeter is wired and electrified,
2: meaning Murphy is unable to escape or indeed call for backup. Meanwhile, Lewis learns that Murphy responded to the dispatch that no one else would have, and through news broadcasts learns he's stuck fighting his way out of the rat's nest, assuming the OCP upgrades must have been responsible for these actions. She sets out to do what she can to, from the in, from the outside. In the rat's nest, Robocop fights off several waves of desperate criminals, all the while taunted by a broadcasted voice, that of the supreme gang leader, Kane, a.k.a. the Rat King. Lewis Lewis then also on the outside visits Murphy's wife at her home and explains she needs to help her break his programming and to get through to Murphy. Resigned, Ellen explains that her husband is gone, but she is proud of the man that he has become.
1: In the rat's nest, each confrontation drains Robocop more and his pr- uh, processes update him that eventually he will run out of ammunition and battery power. He surmises that this is probably what Kane, uh, wants and tries to avoid stage showdown with pawns, or showdowns with pawns, I should say. Lewis arrives at the OCPHQ and has a bitter confrontation with the old man, only to learn that they aren't responsible at all, at which point she realizes that Murphy simply went in because it was the right thing to do, building on his humanity, overriding his programming. Uh, back in the rat's nest, Robocop catches up with Kane, who has salvaged parts from the failed Robocop 2.0 experiments and built an exosuit. He believes the people need to meet OCP tech uh, and a more heavily armed police force like for like, as the proposed new Detroit plans would demolish the rat's nest. They fight it out and Robocop wins. Obviously, this is a long sequence, but... This is a short pitch Um, They find out Robocop wins Before shutting the Containment system down And arresting Kane Believing his intentions Were out of desperation Not pure evil A huge police force Arrives at the rat's nest And order is restored OCP intercepts Kane In prison And approach him About getting revenge Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So setting out For a possible sequel as well We Mm -hmm. like more
1: Robocop Yeah that would be good We like more good Robocop Definitely Yes
0: Definitely because as we mentioned, more Robocop and Robocop
1: three can be very bad. Yeah, more Robocop it? is bad. More good Robocop is good. Less We shouldn't have to Robocop. clarify that. That should no. be just the norm for all <laughs> things. Yeah. Quite different pitches there. Again,
0: similar themes, obviously tying back to OCP and kind of corruption throughout Detroit. You can't avoid that with Robocop. No, no. But the difference in Wesley Snipes and Rip Torn is quite, yeah. quite yeah. noticeable. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a... old Rip Torn. Um, so I want to open up. Um, the ultra police to question O C P
4: okay. Okay, I'm liking Wesley Snipes' cane. That's a very mm. different cane and obviously far more hands on than the weirdly detached drug addict.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <And that laughs> awful CGI face. Oh, oh my god, are they... the, <laughs> the, the the Apex
0: twin videos <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <completely>. <laughs> This has just had Max Headroom in there. Pretty
4: much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the learning through news broadcast, something we used as well. Mm-hmm. Nod to Mr. Miller there. Indeed. I, th-
1: I think there's a lot of strong. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's because all of us get what makes Robocop good. And so we've infused yeah, missing, yeah, elements of the first one. Again, like I said, the broadcast, the sort of. Well, it's not really implied, but this satirical humour—the corporations taking over the new Detroit De- Delta sort of thing. This yeah. extra, you know, let's just plough through what's already been. I think yeah. the interesting thing is the difference between the tone of the endings, really, which yeah. always feels a bit more despondent than ours. Yeah, I, I, I think one of the
4: themes of Robocop is the company always wins. always wins. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah. No, I like the smaller, tight story. I do like the dread thing, where it's a character relying on the wits. Mm.
3: Yeah, I see that. It's a weird one because it isn't dread, nope. but it does crib quite a. Yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, it does. It yeah. does definitely, and yeah. I like that. And of course, in the context of 1990, there is
1: no dread. I uh-huh. know. Yeah. 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 And yeah. this
3: would feel very different.
1: I think it's because yeah. we were thinking because. It- Initially, when thinking think about pictures and ideas and concepts and all these sorts of things, you think, okay, how can you go bigger and better and more over the top and more elaborate? And then sometimes it's a case of saying, I-, I know this is a bad example with Alien 3, but it's like, how do you go from Aliens? Where well, you can only bring it down to something small mm. and bring it back to the original Alien. So in this case, I mean, you guys with a huge military battle and stuff, and I'm thinking 90s effects and stop motion and thinking, that's a big demand. That's not a bad thing. I think it could be pulled off really well. Um, but for our one, I think we wanted to try something that was so dramatically different in tone... Still still the same thing, but just such a different. And also, in the way. Um, oh, I know I can give you an example. Star Trek The Motion Picture versus Star Trek II Wrath of Khan, where everything is technically a lot more, a lot more devolved, but a much stronger film because it's more concentrated, effectively. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was our logic going into it, effectively. Yeah. Rather than, hey, mm-hmm. Drev is good. Yeah. <laughs> <So, Hey, laughs> Cage is your Khan, then. <clears throat> yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But I think also I wanted it to be that. Um, too, again, I know it was a 90s thing, but it was too much of like, how do you get rid of this villain for the next one? Get rid of him. It's like, why? Don't just kill him. No. Mm.
2: So we've we kind have of got him like him. an Avengers initiative thing where potentially he's going to come back and, you know, tool up and, uh, in a, yeah. a potential sequel and, uh, you know, try and kick Robocop's ass again.
4: So something I didn't quite get here. Dude, mm. and, um, yeah, yeah. It may be me being thick. No, no, no. It often is. But um, so Lewis thinks OCP sent yes, Robocop yes. in mm. and she goes to the wife to break the
1: programming because mm. she thinks that will enable him to escape. Of course... Well, no, it's, 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 initially well, it's the fact that um, um, <laughs> one of the many OCP upgrades is apparently that he's now blue. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I couldn't <laughs> worry about this right. yeah just yeah. upgrading to yeah. blue white yeah, blue mm. works well yeah. it's cheaper yeah. yeah exactly so I think it's just the idea that she initially just doesn't trust OCP so she blames them and rather than going straight to OCP knowing for well it's a huge company and things like well we need to do something and I need to do something we need to connect with this mm. humanity we need to I, I don't mm. think it's initially how do I get out of the rat's nest because she knows again it's the it, We're. I mean this would be explored more in the film as far as actual scenes are concerned but the idea that Lewis is a really almost ineffective partner for him because he's this unstoppable force and she just mm. hides behind him. Um it was nice I, I don't know she's saying this in the real Robocop too, where she actually is quite decently used and yeah. she's mm. a strong female character. I hate saying that phrase, but it's still
2: and yeah, trying to, to almost give her her own kind of like little detective mission to go off on her yeah, own. She's now. still a cop. Yeah, she's yeah, still we, we do do the and, thing. and, doing the, yeah, and exactly. also the thing with sort of the thing with Murphy's wife as well was we were trying to sort of sort of clue the audience in that and also sort of for, I, don't know, I guess for shows are on web, but start that whole kind of meeting is the first bit where we're hoping that you know we can clue the audience in and start. And Murphy starts to kind of, so I guess, subconsciously realize, well, oh, maybe it isn't my assumption. Maybe my assumption is wrong. Maybe it is his the good that is still left in him. And yeah. that that sort of that that interaction would be the first kind of clue to the audience and to, to, to the fact that that is you know that it's it's he's just doing it because it's his directives and it's his. It's, it's, the, the, right it's, it's the right thing to not do. It's not the, the, right the directives. The, it's yeah. the
1: mindset. I think that. It, it, it's it's more than I am told as a computer to protect these people. It's these people these need protecting. These people. Mm-hmm. I think as well, and, and this is going to sound like an attack on you guys. It's not. It is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's really not. But when was we were thinking through ideas, one of the ones was like we, we always come back to the family, and we didn't want to use them too much. We no. just wanted to write them out completely because it's the woman in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. If he's mm-hmm. only motivated because his family's involved, yeah, it's it's not him being an altruistic Ubermensch mensch super person. It's him just. My family in trouble. I'm going to solve that problem because it's my family. It's like, no, you're a cop. You serve all our families. That kind of thing.
4: But it's the family that gets them past the program, and you use the same. Oh no, as that as was the, no, that was
1: the initial idea that it was <clears throat> going to be. But she always see you end up not. Yeah, we were, we were, we uh, slammed that door. We tried to find that bit, sort of a bit confusing. No, yeah, yeah, sorry, it's, it's, it's yeah.
3: You see, for me, and I totally hear what you're saying, but I think I almost would have preferred it if it had then been his wife mm. on the intercom, mm. and even if all these revelations had come about, because I think you could have had a... you could have had a, a moment. A double whammy sort of mm. thing there, where... Cause it, admittedly, it was the 90s, that probably would have happened. Yeah, because <laughs> admittedly, yeah, we we do lean on the the whole, you know... Well, if his family dies sure, and sure, then yeah. he's enacted too, which is maybe a bit lazy, but... With, I feel it's almost frustrating having the wife because that's my great frustration in Robocop 2 mm. is that he comes in and they go, you know, they they made me to honor him, and then it's like, oh, by the way, that's finished
1: now. So, yeah, like, yeah that, you're that right, is that is, is weird because it's like, 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 when like he, yeah, he because he almost makes the decision yeah. himself to do that, and it's like, that's a bit weird. Yeah. Whereas, again, again, this is the thing that I can see the logic of ours, I can see the logic of yours because, effectively speaking. Again, I just I just don't like the idea of using the family because uh, I like again. This is the man. This is the job. This is what he does. This is his life. Now he is a cop. He will always be a robo cop. cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and actually the fact that you know the family's moved on. They know he's dead. They know he's doing what he's doing. But he's not the same person. He could never be the same person. Um, that's our despondent part of our film, I think as well. Um, and again, yeah, I think you're right. We could have had that moment. I think if I was watching that film. I would have immediately gone, fuck off, because I would have hated the wife turning up in this ridiculous situation where Lewis can't even go in, has no police person goes into the situation, but well, I guess the you wife could does, develop. I'd hate it so much. We could well, I, you could, I, I almost imagine being
3: over the...
1: I mean, you go like a helicopter yeah. with those big sounds, I mean, there are ways around it, certainly, but I don't know, I mean, again, I like the idea that... I, th- I think I prefer the personal journey rather than the forced journey of the past, as if he's going forward rather than... Mm you know headed to the past as it makes sense it's a, yeah. it's a fair I, point though yeah, I think completely.
4: a weakness you have is a lack of sort of story arcs for the characters though. so we start off in OCP at the end of the film is in the same point position it was at the start of the film pretty yes. much <clears throat> um, Kane is sort of the rat king and neville an man at the start of the film. still is at the end he's now just got more of a vendetta ring as Robocop Robocop is becoming slightly more human Lewis is exactly the same at the end of the start hmm. and his family's exactly the same at the end of the day at the start. Really. Yeah, I There's mean, not much actually... No, I think it's more on. the
1: fact that we've... again, Well, again, drawing... Let's, let's take the dread thing as an example. I think it is literally maybe to be, this is a, a, another day on the job. It's a, this mm. isn't a defining day in Detroit. It's mm. This is just another day in Detroit. Um, rather it's, than doing... I the, guess it's, yeah, it's a broad... I, I, I totally I, I, take your point. Yeah, you're Dave, right. Yeah, you it, because, right. Because we don't want... It, we, the, the kind of thing as well, we want the idea, as you say, like the idea that the company will survive. So we want everything to say like, because uh, the, the story opens um, with a more familiar RoboCop... ...rather than they do mm-hmm. in RoboCop 2... ...where he's, um, you know, blue. back to... Yeah, blue and, <laughs> and back, blue to, square and back to square one. Yeah. yeah. And the idea that nothing ever really changes... ...no matter how much you fight this... ...it's like the idea that crime doesn't seem to go away... ...because it's like, oh, we've got RoboCop now, everything's solved. It's like, no, this is a really bad See, You can arm all the police... ...and what happens then, if you arm the police... The public arm themselves more. It's escalation. It's like Batman. It's Batman, yeah. yeah. And and the idea that <clears throat> at the end, everything stays arguably exactly the same because that's the overarching... I know from a yeah. story point of view, it's the... I, I
4: wonder if it's more that the first film is quite a broad thing, all the you know big mm. filming stuff. And the second one, when it comes off as a sequel to something like that, feels more like a TV episode or something when it's made mm. smaller.
1: Yeah. I whereas don't disagree, is, but I think going too big... is sort of a... Oh, it's a real like, thing it's yeah, on itself. Yeah, thing, you yeah. Know, it's yeah, the yeah I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I obviously take your points on more completely. Mm. Um, I really just couldn't see a bigger film working, because then you introduce... Mm. I mean, well, I, I feel like I'm like, lashing out your film for no reason, because it is the opposite of ours. It's the bigger rather than more contained. So the bigger version for me was always like... Because initial discussions and ideas and thoughts about where to go with it would was coming down to why bigger, why more explosions, why more this and that. And, and again, it came down to the getting bored as Robocop goes on. Um, so Robocop 2, 3, and all that stuff. Mm. You do see bigger and more, like, like mini guns and jetpacks oh, and all that shit. It's like, yeah, well, yeah you've it, lost but, it now. I don't feel the character anymore. You guys have nailed, nailed that sort of thing of trying to get the character in there yeah. and tried to really put that, that route going through. But I think it's one of those things as I don't know where you would go with it. Because you keep the escalation thing, whereas I think that one would be a different one to carry about. I said I'm not talking about the third film yet, but yeah, not yet. Mm.
0: So there we go. Yeah. So in, in terms of the kind of smaller story and things like that, what do you think Joel Schumacher brings to your story? Why Joel Schumacher for this story in particular?
1: It, really, if I'm honest with you, um, Joel Schumacher nails. It's actually saying he hasn't done yet. We're almost saying this film is what Falling Down becomes, right? And falling down, basically, you've got Robert DeValle being a cop and you've got Michael Douglas being a crazy person um, trying to get home to his wife, who's his estranged wife, in fact. And he just loses it along the way. And it really is just literally... Michael Douglas goes through a couple of streets in Los Angeles, but it's a really compelling story because of the the character in it. Mm. And I know we've sort of made a very short synopsis here, which I think part of the questions of like character development would have been detailed how we you know expanded on it more. But, like for example, just say... Things like, you know, uh, Robocop fights his way through porn. It's like, no, no, no. If you do that whereby you have really different personalities, Escape from New York sort of, sort of stuff. I guess escape from New York is probably a really good example. Yeah, we did. Escape. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing that drew on quite quite heavily. And again, that's another thing. was was an original, not a sequel sort of thing. But um, I think Schumacher brings to it, um, yeah, a lot of personality as far as what can be brought out of a very minimalist situation and again his
2: his scale obviously lost boys is sort of more of a character piece and sort of yeah
1: we're talking um, about a beach and a couple of rooms yeah. and a big fighting house at the yeah. end so mm. i think yeah he's sort he's got the ability to do yeah, it yeah, smaller character piece mm. but
2: you and you know there's a few kind of i wouldn't call them action scenes but there are sort of scenes that aren't just dialogue shot reverse shot stuff that mm. he's done in lost boys that i think you know show he's got you, you know half the time on these kind of action films and then the second unit people are dealing with a lot of the action anyway so yeah. I'm sure you could be he can be um, yeah sort of schooled into that kind of thing hmm. so that was our thought anyway
0: fair enough Fair enough. Let's turn the tables. Turn the tables now. Uh, da, 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 da. OCP, go on the attack. Ultra Police ready to defend. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that's a better film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's Robocop 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah
4: subtitle Robocop 3. Now, Robocop 3 is all going to be about that uh, henchman from Robocop 2 who looks like Martin Kemp dressed as a Rockefeller. that's It's just his story. Uh,
3: general, that's does that. that. Lawyers. <laughs> yeah. we, we also want to do Emile's story, the prequel to the original Robocop. He's just dodging, falling helicopters. <laughs> Just a nod to
4: his role in the art <laughs> uh
2: so yeah we really like that I, I really liked the i think um yeah' you've, you've escalated quite nicely mm. um i think that you have uh sort of yeah, as you said you've put some there are some there is some character art going through as i say i think obviously we, as we've talked about already the um the use of his family kind of as a an inciting incident i think as i think it's called is mm. is, is 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 good but Obviously, that was still a crutch. A crutch. It's, it like, yeah, it is a bit of a crutch, but um, but it was something. You... That
4: I don't know. I just feel the family needs to be dealt with after it's set up in the first one. Hmm. It's, oh, not yeah, just... it's not just a
2: key part of Robocop. it? A... Yeah. oh, definitely. That's what, well, that's what we felt that we needed. We, we if we, I was reviewing try... the
1: film, I'd be. Annoyed the wife was brought in just to be killed off, sort of thing. Mm. Uh, it, mm. and I'm not saying you, you guys were lazy with it because that's not the case at all because you are literally stuck with this plot from the first one. It's like, what do we do? It's the same way, what do we do with it now? It's like, well, we just got rid of her. Um, it's the Holly era and now the Die Hard films. It's like, no, she was a strong character. It's like, nah, just close it off. To you.
4: The character does need to be got rid of, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Hence why we kill
1: her. Yeah, it's, right. yeah, it's <laughs> like, we both we <laughs> yeah, dealt it in different
4: ways. It's just not going to work going on.
1: Yeah. I, I, I have concerns about the 90s um, and mm. the visual effects you're doing. Yeah, I think that was the, the, the scale
2: because um, I, I can kind of really imagine it but it, it feels very much like I haven't I should say I haven't seen the the new Robocop
1: I have mm. I have I have mm. as well but yeah but <laughs> it feels very I much like that.
2: The, yeah it feels very much like it's the kind of thing that you would do you could do easily um, you could do easily kind of now with obviously all, all the CG I'm not sure stuff, I want but... to
3: see it with CGI it's more fun with the puppets oh it <laughs> is the way I look at it is the, because we've also kept all of the character models from uh, from the first two films. Literally, mm. some cases in that. terms of yeah. puppets, yeah. Mm. And we sort of did that deliberately because I think that, in terms of, like, some of the stuff, especially that final fight sequence in Robocop 2, is ridiculous. It is the absolute pinnacle of mm. um, stop motion effects. Mm. Mm. Where he's yeah. like jumping off a van yeah. on yeah, yeah, the yeah. back of cave and, yeah. and, and stuff think, like that, yeah. yeah. And I think on the basis of that we thought well
1: No well, I don't disagree actually, with you about no. that but I think that's the thing you've got two people fighting not an mm. army of mechs Yeah um, But yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's not me because like, again all it takes is like saying well this person could do it and that's fine yeah. but it's one of the things that the 90s I and a bunch of The army of, of mechs
4: it's... would be actually be easier than when they're wrestling I think it's when there's two oh, characters probably. interacting like Yeah, yeah. The If they're board, just they're shooting the... each other from a distance yeah. you kind of get one that one of the with reasons I brought in the airborne drones because they're a relatively easy thing to have in the air like helicopters as they probably would have been at the time and Um, you know you can cut away and they're shooting down or
3: shooting up just cut angles yeah it's not so so difficult the the, the hunter killers in Terminator yeah I I like the I like
2: the kind of puzzle box sort of that you got across the, the sort of Machiavellian intentions of the old man very nicely um, yeah, they've sort got of. had to get Delta
4: C, just because it was such a thing in the yeah. first one, they yeah. never quite capitalised on. No. Weirdly, it it's kind of appears it does appear, it? briefly in the second one. Because it, it doesn't mention it by name, does Because
2: there's that whole plan bit at That's the end it, yeah. where like And, like, and the then Kane the, comes up in the middle. Yeah, before the.
3: We actually ended up cribbing quite a lot from the third one, mm. bizarrely. The whole Civil War <laughs> thing. Especially the jetpack.
1: Everyone has three jetpacks. See, the people uniting. Uh It gives it that Again there are a lot Of nice touches in your script And um, people You know I think that from our point of view Because we've got a similar Again there are a lot Of similar elements Our people sort of You know, We still have expand on it too much Um They're almost Not really led Like the Rat King And he says You know Unleash the wave of poor people! Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just they're all... Now i so... <laughs> yeah, the peasants are revolting. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, it's just the idea that they are lashing out what's around them. And I think yeah. the difference is our version's chaotic and they're just firing at anyone who comes mm. close. And obviously Robocop's a big shiny target and represented mm. the man in the city and the street and so on. The street, Sorry, the police. Um, street whereas yours is all very... Seems much more organised. Yeah, that was a, more a bit rat-lead. of a...
4: Thing. I, mean, I, th- I thought it was such good and interesting under-ideas in Robocop 3, which they failed to capitalize yeah. on horribly. So that was sort of a hint of the splatterpunk thing, where there's kind of an organized resistance. But well, I didn't want to go as far mm. as they had it in Robocop 3. So no, that no, felt no. a bit, mm. well,
3: unbelievable, frankly. I think we like the idea that the resistance only becomes organized once the Ambotech people come in anyway. The the or was was they start, in the once they map, start, map, yeah. they start yeah. kettling them yeah, yeah, up. Sure. They yeah, had to be that's like that's this kinda, inciting situation. And we like the idea of, and again, this is a Robocop three thing, but we like
2: the idea of this becoming a corporate war. Mm. It's a, uh, it's not, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing uh, to do with people. It, it's all it, about it shades of sort of the kind of imagery from that sort of Metal Gear Solid four, the sort of PMCs sort of fighting against nano
0: machines. So... yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything is nano machines. Yeah. Everything so those big including sort of... the vampire for some reason because why not. Metal Gear Solid oh, we won't be talking about that sequels Christ we'll be here for weeks <laughs> <laughs> if we ever do a video game spin off I'm lobbying for a Metal Gear Solid because I love that franchise as batshit insane as it is yeah. um, I think um, again
3: there was something sort of uh, allegorical in ours, the, uh, the, the ho- it's literally a hostile takeover. Mm-hmm. In, in in both cases, it is an on-the-ground hostile takeover, yep. reflecting the hostile takeover going on in the boardroom, mm-hmm. as, which I thought, again, as a commentary thing, and in keeping with the... Yeah, That's I think the
1: right difference is between ours fundamentally is that you have done a representation of, of, of corporate America again, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done a police story because yeah. it's more our, our Murphy's going back to being Murphy basically and just doing police work and I think your one is the more the, the OCP controlling hand as it were in our version OCP really isn't even involved too much. It's just trying to make another Robocop two and just chucking stuff out, and just then saying up. we need to build a new city and make more money. Um, mm. And they always don't care about what's happening. So that's that's it's their ambivalence and uh, and ignorance to the situation, which is different from yours, which is much more orchestrated because of the nature of the two warring companies. Yeah, so yeah. was their yeah. building on the, on the corporate ladder. Delta
3: City from the first. A question for mm-hmm. you guys: You sort of hint at a sequel yeah. to your sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking with that? Because OCP mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Kane's. Yeah, it's there is
0: in there. Where would you <coughs> I have an idea. Well I mean, you could once again follow up their film with your film. I th- I think
2: probably the I guess um I think probably tapping into some of the the ideas from the original RoboCop two and that going back to the start of ours where they're still struggling to create yeah. a Robocop kind of sequel or a Robocop yeah. successor, um you it's know, fine we're, not, we're not pitching the original RoboCop 2 as a sequel to our RoboCop because that be shit <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it is the idea that the, they are ocp almost not the bad they're, they're portrayed to be the bad guy but they're in fact just a, a non-existent party <clears throat> and then by the end of the film they're back to sort of oh there's a, a, um, an opening here there's mm. something they can do there's there's an opportunity for them which of course there's is, a Machiavellian opportunity yeah exactly and they, and, and they believe I mean like, I, I I kind of like the line in RoboCop 2 about the idea that all these cops and decorated people are are going mental and then you've got Murphy who's this altruistic cop who's other Catholic and therefore can't kill himself and it's like, oh, right, okay. So it's just that he can't do it. Not that he's a, you know, strong human. It's just that he just, it goes against his sort of coding and then you've got this other guy who's, you know, uh, got the criminal element. It's, it's not where we'd go with it, I think, It's because it, obviously it does end up with that open end thing um, and it might not need to be followed up in a sequel. He might just be in charge of a division. I don't know, he becomes a he becomes a soup for all we know, and becomes you know, it's not literally. It's like, oh, let's put him in a, in his brain in in another machine. In a yard. Yeah, he could be <laughs> he could run for mayor and be the new mayor, and and because people love him from what he was, you know, fighting the street fight man, we'd go that kind of thing, something something different again. Because I think the idea would be, the, the the RoboCop character being a policeman policing for the the good of the people, even when the people are fighting him, is what we're sort of pitching yeah. and the angle we're going for here, mm. rather than. A shiny pawn who just gets moved around and says, "Oh no!" and now I'm over here, ah, and just really reacts to situations rather than actively does something. Himself. That was a good on-the-spot pitch, by the way. Uh, nice.
4: Uh, <clears throat> your Robocop is very reactive. In your Robocop two script, it's more he's having to react to things thrown at him.
1: Wasn't well, no, that he's he's. It's because he's taking the initiative to go in and try and sort out the problem and then realise he's massively in over his head because as much as he's pushed in the first film and things... It's, it's, it's his heart. Yeah, it's the right thing to do. its I'd say he's reactionary in the sense that obviously he's batting away combators and all sorts of Yeah, opponents. and he probably just has to wait for rescue. No, he takes mm. out the villain himself and mm. shuts down the He literally cleans it all up himself. The only reason he waits rescue is to have someone take away this person who's... You know, he could easily carry him off to the thing himself, which is... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, but, it, yeah, he is rectum in the sense that he's doing his duty. But, again, it's, it's just the nature of the... if you think about like it's the nature of being a
2: cop. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the sheriff of the town be, who goes through and just... His moral code is always going to... Yeah, gonna, well, no, moral, yeah his, his moral code is always going to dictate that he does yeah. the right thing, I guess.
0: But. Uphold the law. Uphold, Uphold the, the law. Awesome t- Uphold the law. And classified. <laughs> <laughs> I particularly like... Speaking of the directives, there that you had the conflict of directives. I thought it was an interesting mm. twist of mm. having, As my flaws having Yeah, because yeah. they are yeah, yeah. they
4: can be mutually exclusive. Exactly. So, yes. Yeah. And we also know what happens to him when he tries to go against directive.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> if only this was a video podcast. Then, you know, <laughs> nobody needs to see that. No, no one needs. So Doing your best Donald Trump impression. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there's something interesting about about the directives and about that code and that was something we wanted to explore and we also I think we quite like the idea of what happens if Robocop has no directives leaving mm. that open to yeah. what the character could become because I think that mm. has an implication because it is almost that idea that, and this is kind of what you went with as well, is the mm. idea that where does the code being hardwired into him yes. end yeah. off, and, and it's where does he... begin, mm. begin. Yeah, yeah. because um, the
1: fundamental codes of, uh, that he's you know assigned really is what was already there in Murphy in the first place. Precisely, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. It's like a Robro code.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Robro code. So we won, right? Because of that. Of that. <laughs> no. Winners. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Something you both kinda of touched on was um, you mentioned the the family elements of things. Mm-hmm. Do you see that obviously Ellen dies in yours but do you see the family thing coming back in the future for you guys? I don't do I think, think we think need so? to we yeah. you're just trying to avoid it as much I as possible it, though, I, think. I think it right I think right, I think whether
2: whoever you know we'll talk about it, whoever's done it whoever ends up winning I think we both agreed that I think for, if there is going to be future growth as a franchise it, it kind of forces you to write Yourself into a corner if yeah. she's not. If she's yeah, and it's then, also
1: yeah. the, the third film or whatever it is. You're always going back to the family mm. again. It's the Die Hard example look, Holly Gennaro They just sort of. It's like oh, again is is Bruce Willis's character in the second film helping because the airport's in trouble, or is he helping because his wife's on a plane? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And then very clearly at the end, it's no because his wife is on a plane. Yeah. Third film, it's like he's just running around and he's in a bad way, and as is and it, and not examples obviously they get worse at that point, much mm. worse. Oh, but yes. the third one's still very interesting because he's just doing the right thing and being a bit yeah, of a nutcase. A... And I think the... the I, I genuinely believe wheeling out the family every time is going to be so weak. It yeah. needs to be dealt with. I think it needs to be dealt with in how... It, <laughs> you can always reference that they're still aware he's doing cop stuff, or even the kid joins the police force because well, of it. This There's all the the kinds previous, of you can do with it. But... I, I quite
3: like that we left um, the son in hours because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is the potential to do something with that then in the third film, and there is the potential to make him hmm. a more integral player. You could you could Villain turn his son into the bad guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's really where I was going to go. It's going to be my next question for you yeah. guys: Is do you have future plans for James? Well,
0: you could, uh,
4: <laughs> from what I'm thinking from this, James, he would have attempt to have the relationship with RoboCop in the third, but the problem would be rather than oh, it's still awkward, but don't worry, by the end we hug and we love each other. They actually have to come to terms
2: with the fact that they will never true. have a And it could potentially be he, that potentially, I know you've said in yours that he, he comes to, like, he sort of accepts that Murphy is who he is, but, I mean, potentially that could then, I mean, just as as a, as a thought, especially if, obviously, you run down the route of Robocop sort of Overthrowing his directors, potentially him and his son could team up against OCP in a sequel.
4: Yeah, I think they would. not so I wouldn't have it like the son's a cop as well. No, no, but he's like, got a yeah. big gun. He gets James sort of the stuff. Minigun.
2: He's, <laughs> a <laughs> he's a transformer. He turns into. I a mean, they were both being Robros. Be common, yeah. so.
4: it, he. I think he would absolutely be oh, on his don't side. Don't do <laughs> um, but it would be the the son wouldn't be a front line
1: sort of thing. Yeah. He'd be, <laughs> I think it's also the, the fact that Robocop Two did the thing whereby, as you say, got rid of the whole family. The wife mm. thing really awkwardly and it was a bit weird. But also, the whole thing that sparks kind of the part of the film is getting shot in the face and thinking oh yeah I've got a son and it's like oh f- don't be bringing oh they're all coming back and, but then I don't think you see the son for the rest no. of the film it's just Not it's just a non-thought no, no literally
4: and he looks at them over the road and goes, our oh, yeah. son
1: Yeah. yeah. anyway, anyway <laughs> either... <laughs> that episode's over now yeah. <laughs> you either I mean. need to commit wholeheartedly and make mm. like kind of you guys did with a, a real family escapade thing mm. or what no, we no. did and <laughs> just say no they know what he is they've grieved for him they've moved on and it's the whole, this is a monument, but they make that decision, not it's mm. made for them. Which again is the nature of, these are people, not, hey, yeah. I'm telling you to leave. Oh, okay then. That kind of weird 90s write them
3: out. I quite like the idea if, you know, and this is getting way ahead, but if there was going to Robot be seven. A, a third one. <laughs> <laughs> like, if there was going to be a third one. James I like Just because I really like putting... Alex Murphy through all kinds of horrible shit. (laughs) I really like the idea that um, I would quite like to turn his son into RoboCop 2 oh, as it exists in villainous the, yes.
0: yeah. baby RoboCop yeah and
3: <laughs> mm. yeah. you may have to write that one on your own yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, either, either to do that or to turn his son into a corporate suit for him to get bought mm. out by the corporation or something like that yeah. just to kind of stick the knife in even more because much as I love RoboCop
1: I also want to see him suffer as much as possible it's the O'Brien theory from Star Trek the only reason you can relate to him is because he suffers
0: Yeah. <laughs> When you were first um, Stuart, when you were reading the pitch, I did glance over. Yeah. I did glance over whilst you were reading the pitch and notice you had James blah blah blah, and I saw a face of OPC, and I thought that is a bold move having James Murphy step up and yeah. later <laughs> turn into like a, a suit or something like that and start yeah. Yeah, but nope. taking up the corporate yeah. kind of side of things. And I quite like the idea of him being a villain, and if you cool. maybe not going full like Robo. Basically turning into Kane or something I like just, that. But... I just, love, I love robot cops. I can't. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone can argue with that. <laughs> you made of them. If there's something we can all agree on, you oh. love robot cops. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, Alec. Uh. So, I, I like both ideas and they are very different. I know you've both been quite different in Jaws too, but I think these are even further apart mm. for Robocop 2. Um, I'm gonna to have to give it to OCP and level the score. Mm. Um, I really like the idea of going smaller and tighter. I'm a huge dread fan. You kind of nailed it there because I love dread so much. But I like the idea of having um, and not enough people have the kind of bravery to go much smaller mm. and and go for another day in the life of yep. titular character. And the fact that you don't go. With the family thing or anything like that, you keep it to kind of almost like a class war thing as well, and obviously you guys have that as well, but I like the idea of having it smaller and tighter, and, and it's it's a, it, I feel like it's like a braver move to go smaller after a huge kind of 80s action film, hmm. but well, yeah. Thank you very thank much. much. Thank you very much. So I, I thought, level- I, thought <laughs> I was on ten Tenderhooks, so I thought we'd blown it, but so. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, there we go. He leveled, the, the, leveled the, the playing totally field. It. Yeah. yeah, it sounds
2: blowing, that's true.
0: So that wraps up. Well done,
1: OCP. Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, I, I, again, I do like. This is the thing we should always know. This isn't like an ask them, FUCK YOU! It's a really it's Some, like. Sometimes it, it, it is, is. also a really. Yeah, yeah, we, hate, we hate you. Guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well, well, we started hating you. i am literally stood in the middle holding them apart. <laughs> um, no, I, I really like. Really, really like. I really that. like all of these films. I like. I, we should be able to see all these films being made. Yeah. They're yeah. spectacular. You good. hear
0: us, Hollywood? Yeah! yeah Come knocking down on
1: our door. <laughs> Well, give all these
0: writers and filmmakers a bunch of money. Yep,
1: yeah. we'll snort it up our nose. <laughs> <laughs> we'll you... snort it up our own noses and then
3: give
0: you the actual robot.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Just give you a Robocop two DVDs. I'd yeah. buy that for a dollar. Mm. Okay, you can follow us on Twitter at sequelizers. If you disagree or agree or feel I made the wrong decision, feel free to let me know. You can also contact us. On our Gmail, which is sequelizers at com, If you have longer thoughts, if you want to have a real argument with me about my choice of, of pitches. <laughs> debate it out with Jack. Exactly. Um, if you want to contact me directly, I'm at JLW Chambers. I host a bunch of other podcasts, mostly about comics. Um, I'm hosted the Intercomics podcast and the Ultimate Spin podcast as well. So you can find me on those as well. Uh, Stuart, where else can they find you? They can find me at Ashens on Twitter. They can find me
4: Ashens on YouTube. And if you search, you can find films, what I've written,
3: sadly not about robotic policemen.
4: Yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah.
3: yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Alec underscore Plowman. Uh, my various journalisms are out there on the internet, sometimes on ultimateguitar.com, which has nothing to
2: do with this. So uh, <laughs> check it out, folks. Uh, you can find uh, my production company, Forward, on Twitter and Instagram and all of the other social medias on at made by Forward. And if you uh, want to have a watch of some of the, the films that, that I do make in my time, uh, you can go to weareforward.uk.
1: If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Stogs, S-T-O-G-H-Z. If you want to see my reviews, one of which I'm pretty sure is the remake of Robocop, oh, you can go to cool. theredrighthand.co.uk. Um, or alternatively, if you want to see filmmaking stuff, serious things and silly things, cheesemint.com excellent and for the third episode we've hinted at it a couple of times yep
0: you hinted at it with Joel Schumacher okay. yeah I did <clears> we're <throat> tackling Batman forever ooh, yes ooh. <laughs> it's gonna get tense nothing, it's get nothing wrong with it just, just <laughs> <laughs>